So wanted to start things off, you know, on just kind of a, a, a more sophisticated note. You know, I thought we would we would jump in this week and be part of the more, you know, erudite members of our society. So I'm just going to I'm going to I'm going to kind of bring up, you know, um, bring, bring up a, a famous, a famous poet of our generation and and we can just kind of talk about it and see what it means, see what kind of philosophies behind their their sayings, you know. So I'm gonna I'm gonna quote a famous uh, famous Russian uh, poet. Um, it was around the 1970s, I believe, uh, that that they said this uh, this famous uh, famous Russian uh, world renowned for their work. Um, so you're probably familiar. Um, but this is uh, by a famous poet, uh, uh, Beef Stroganoff, and <laughs> they uh, they say, you know, life is a catapult, and it just swings you this way and that. So, like, do you like? Are you more of a trebuchet <laughs> fan, or do you do you like catapults? I'm sorry, say that again. Are you more of a trebuchet fan, or do you like catapults? Um, I I said beforehand this was not a good intro idea, <laughs> but. It's all I had. So, trebuchet, catapult. What do you say, trebuchet? What do you trebuchet? Well, since I'm definitely part of the high society, and I definitely know what all of what you said means. What part of I? I just want to let you know that I think actually, I I much prefer Che Guevara. Che Guevara. Yeah. That that weapon is what you're a fan of. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm I'm a bit of a trebuchet guy myself, and those were the only two options that I provided. Well, could you could you talk a little about about the 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 trebuchet? Yeah. It's it's definitely a word that now that I've said it as many times, I haven't talked about trebuchet since I was a kid. I'll be honest. This is my first time. I think that I've brought it up since I played in Age of Empires when I was like like 10 or something like that. That may have been the last time that I discussed trebuchets or catapults for that matter. I've talked about catapults more frequently than trebuchets, but uh, if I'm not mistaken, trebuchets, um, they're a lot like catapults. You know, I like that catapults have the word cat in them. Mm, mm, very true. Let me, because, you know, at first I thought trebuchets were the ones that, like, fired big bolts. But now that I, I think I might be wrong. Now that you say that, I think I know what you're talking about. Trebuchet. I don't like that it has that silent T. Yeah, it's a lot like a catapult. It, it's like, it's where, like, the weight drops and then it, like, flips around its long arm. Oh, that's really cool. Yeah. They look very cool. Um, they both convert stored energy to movement, but a catapult, it, but in catapults, the energy is stored via elasticity and in trebuchet, it's working against the ever pervasive force of gravity, obviously. This is true. Yeah. That's, that's not, that's not 
That's me. That's my memory of what they are. So I ask you again, catapults versus trebuchets. Are you just going over the cap side of it? You know, I think I'm still going to choose the catapult because I, I think that the more simplified mechanics of the catapult make <laughs> I stayed alert for your entire shit just now. Sorry, my bad. Go ahead. Please continue. Brandon, what the fuck did we watch this week? <laughs> well, they didn't have a lot of catapults and trebuchets in it, I'll tell you that. It probably would have been more effective. We watched the Matrix Revolutions. We sure did. They did have drills. That's a thing. Well, the robots had drills. I yeah. think if the humans had some catapults and trebuchets, they'd have been in much better shape. You can read more about that uh, on my blog. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's it's www. The Matrix would have been a lot shorter if they had medieval shit. Dot gov. <laughs> <laughs> That's the funniest of the dots, isn't it? It is very funny. Because I'm not a commercial or an organization. I'm a fucking government. Yeah, you watch you Matrix are. Revolutions. It's the third, third in the Matrix trilogy, uh, soon to be fourogy. Uh, after the fourth one comes out. <laughs> I've and heard 5G's a lot faster, though. <laughs> <laughs> you're far too funny. Uh, no, you're funny. Um, oh. So we're going to spoil it and talk about it. Uh, you know, the drill. Oh, this is the Bargain Den. Uh, my name is Brandon. My name is Donna. Uh, it's your weekly source of financial advice in the form of us two watching a movie and then telling you whether or not it's a frugal movie. It's a frugal movie. Is it a frugal movie? Does it embody what it means to be a bargain movie? Do we let it into our bargain den? Or do we cast it out like our other cats we don't talk about? <laughs> you're always like, oh, we brought another one home. And then you're like, it's not good enough. And you throw it outside. <laughs> not a bargain. Off no, with you. No, you're just like, I hate this cat. Yeah, that sounds exactly like me. Like, ah, it's a garbage cat. <laughs> Throw it out, and you're like, you wait till it rains is the really messed yeah, up Yeah, yeah. We get, like, such a collection of cats, and then it finally rains. Even better if it snows. Oh, if it snows, you just <laughs> go hog wild with those cats. You're like, by the bucket load. None of you are good enough. And they all do the same thing. They sink into the snow, and it, like, takes them a second to get out, so it's cute for a second. But then it sucks because they, like, hang out at our door until they freeze. It's oh, my God. So rough. Hey, oh I'm not God. the one throwing... I'm like, we could keep them, like... Brandon, our moms listen to this. <laughs> well, they need to know what you're doing to cats. I need you to know I don't do that to cats. I need help. She does it to cats constantly. No, I don't. I'm, I'm being held in against it. my will. <laughs> I swan to John, if someone comes to our house... And they're like, ooh, animal abuse or whatever. Oh, making fun of animal rights activists again. Here we go. Constantly, you're like, oh, I bet this really pisses them off. Get it. PETA, I almost said FEMA. (laughs) (laughs) And if you use FEMA's assistance, Donna thinks you're an animal. So there we go. Yeah. I don't know why I'm trying. None of this is true. (laughs) Brandon's just like, I have a good intro. I'm going to slander you. Yeah, I'm going to just tear down Donna at every. Donna's a wonderful person, and everything that I've said in the last seven and a half minutes 
total fallacy, slander. So do you actually like catapults better? Besides that, I prefer oh, okay. trebuchets just because I like the locomotion of it. Like, whoosh, do the locomotion. And it plays every time you, you're like, <laughs> yeah. oh, the trebuchet. And it's like, do the locomotion. And you go, pow. <laughs> <laughs> All right. The Matrix 3, Neo's back. He never left. And the war on Zion is getting ever closer. But they first have to wake up Neo because where is he? I was going to say we're going to spoil this. And then I realized, like. I already did. We're not spoiling anything. I think this was all going to be pretty obvious, even if you hadn't watched it. Oh, do you think it was a pretty easy guess to how the movie was going to end after the second one? I mean, I just, I think that the only way they could end it was saving Zion. Now I've spoiled Now you've spoiled spoiler. Yeah, I guess they know even. <laughs> oh, man. I'm sorry. First, yes, you say that Neo the Matrix is predictable. Up. Second, yeah. <laughs> you spoil our spoiler section. And before all that, you're doing all that with the cats and FEMA. <laughs> you know me. Yeah. Always spoiling things and attacking FEMA and throwing cats out in the snow to fend for themselves. You also have that thing just above your waist that's like a like a piece of metal, like plastic, that you walk around. It's a spoiler. <laughs> you have like a spoiler on your, on your butt. Neo's <laughs> in the purgatory! And he's in purgatory, I guess. It's the place between... The real world and the Matrix, it's the train station, and he's stuck there, so Trinity has to go save him. And she does. And so does Morpheus. Yeah, so they get him the heck out of there, and he needs to go talk to the Oracle again, because we gotta talk to the Oracle. That's Gotta! It's always in these it, At least once per movie. Yes. So... They go talk to not Oracle because she had to change bodies because the other Oracle died in real life. And it's not funny. Sorry. It's just, it was, I was wondering how they were going to handle the transition of actors in this. Um, felt a little bit shoehorned in more than I wanted. Well, what was weird though is that it felt like it was actually very, I don't know. It, it was like overthought out. Well, yeah, it felt like it was too tangled up in the plot where it was like, did you plan for this actress to die? Like, I don't. Yeah, the, the excuse is that the the program that was inside the Oracle changed her shell to hide better. Well, I think it was the 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 Oracle died, like the so like they killed her shell or something. I don't know. Well, I it sounded she like she had a run in with Smith or something. I don't know. See, what I thought happened, and I could be wrong because it was very convoluted, but I thought she, like, to go into deeper hiding, she, like, shed her whatever she had and basically rewrote her own program. And so it was harder to find her. And she's like, I hope I came, you know, I always hope I come back looking, you know, but I still don't recognize myself in the mirror. Like, Mm -hmm. that's what I took it as is the, the Oracle is a program within the Matrix that wants Neo to succeed and knows everything. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't matter because Agent Smith catches up with her yeah. and makes him makes her uh, an agent, agent Smith with Oracle eyes. Yeah, so Oracle eyes, they're watching you. you. They know everything. So yeah, Agent Smith's been running around turning everybody else into other Agent Smiths and. He has an epic battle with Neo 
him and his other like 500 agent Smiths and Neo manages to escape. Well, are you talking about at the very end? Or was this in two that I'm thinking You're of? thinking in two. He's been turning people into Agent Smiths for a while now. Yeah. But now it's a serious problem because, like... <laughs> everyone is Agent Smith. Everyone is Agent Smith. Where's the peoples at? And Agent Smith is actually able to make it into the real world. He rewrites the brain of one of the crew members in the real world and takes over his body. Right. So that that Makes actually sense. happened in oh. two, no. right? But then in three, Neo wakes up out of the coma after he gets out of purgatory. And the other guy also wakes up out of his coma and is going to try to kill Neo because he's actually Agent Smith, but in the real world. Yes. And Neo, having spoken with the Oracle, knows that he has to do something really drastic to save Zion because... Sorry, this is our cat's favorite trilogy, and if we mess anything up, <laughs> boy, do we hear about it. Meow. I love you, Ken. You know, we're going to be in real trouble if anybody starts listening to this podcast and cares about the correct plot of movies. <laughs> we're going to be in major <laughs> trouble. Like, wait, did that happen? In- Whatever. It doesn't matter. And they're like, it does. Yeah, I, I, I hope anybody listening does not come here for an accurate plot summary. That's not what we do here. Yeah, not at all. Anyway, the The group splits up. Neo and Trinity are going to go to the city of robots. Mm -hmm. And the rest of them are going to return to Zion to fight the battle against AI. Mm -hmm. So, battle against AI. Let's go there, because that's what the movie did. Okay. I mean, a battle happened. Yeah. (laughs) It's pretty much all you needed to know. A lot of people died. The AIs are all up in Zion. Yeah. But right before major catastrophe hits... They all lay down their arms. Because it turns out, while this has been happening... Neo and Trinity... Make it... To the city of robots. (laughs) (laughs) Are we doing the pineapple thing now? Like... (laughs) They make it to the city of robots. I feel like I'm mansplaining the Matrix to you, and I hate it. I'm trying to remember, because they get attacked. Okay, that, that happens first. Agent Smith in the real world attacks them, and he... Oh, yeah, he blinds Neo. Yeah, he, like, I don't know, stabs his eyes or something. He hits him in the eye with an electric, like, a wire that's been cut. That. And so Neo's blind, but he can still see Matrix things in the real world. I don't know. It's a thing. Because he's Jesus. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So Trinity guides blind Jesus Neo... To, you're right. That's to not the place, right. and oh my god, this is very biblical, though, isn't it? Home? Yeah, no, it, it's it. pretty allegorical to to the Bible. Wow. I think I don't know. You could you yeah. could you could be like, this is a shot for shot, and I wouldn't know. Yeah, um, and then Neo raised the ship above the robot masses and crashed it into the mountainside. Mm-hmm. where Trinity meets her demise, gets stabbed multiple times in the chest and gut with the mm. rhubar. He can't save her this time, he so he says her. goodbye. With the keys. With the keys. The keys. And Neo leaves the safety of the ship and goes to face the robots directly. He talks to, like, the hive mind of robots in the real life. Mm-hmm. And he's like, 
hey, if you want to kill me, kill me. But here's the deal. We have a common enemy, which makes us friends. Jack me into the Matrix. Yep. So he does. So he goes in there to fight Agent Smith one final time. Boy, do they fight. Is such they a fight, fight so hard. Oh my god. They're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. And he's like, and it's all like rainy and yeah. lightning. It's like <laughs> And they're like flying through the air, like he's like, pow, bam, bam. It's pretty great. I mean, we pretty much did a shot for shot right there. Yeah. But um You just basically watched that whole fight scene. Neo's able to combat and destroy Agent Smith. I don't know. Don't worry about it. Watch it or don't. It's fine. <laughs> um, and in doing so, he also shuts down all the robots. No, they leave and they agree to live in harmony. Yeah, he it's, it's like peace. a peace agreement. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because he's like, I'll take down Smith so you can keep having the Matrix and not just a bunch of Smiths because that's not doing you any good. And then you leave Zion alone. Mm-hmm. And he does take down Smith so they do leave Zion and that's that's that. That's that. What the fuck happens to Neo? His body gets carried away. We never see it again. Right. But the new Oracle says, I think we'll be seeing him very soon. And, and that was in 2003. So then 14 years later. Nope, that's not right. Seven, <laughs> eight, no, 18 years later, <laughs> we're supposed to see Neo again. And his yeah. hair has gotten longer. This segment's running a little long. Let's go to the clearance aisle. But wait. Wait. We also ended on a beautiful sunset. There was also a beautiful sunset. Maybe we can find childlike wonder and sunsets in the clearance aisle. Wow. I feel so invigorated from all of the rainbows and butterflies and fuzzy teddy bears. Ah, but was it frugal? But was it frugal? You (sighs) know, I think this had a lot more destruction in the real world. And, you know, they blew up some ships and drove them in some dangerous places. They also, like, the way Zion's set up, they're they're underground, right? And it's almost like if someone just kept drilling, but, like, really wide, and then dug out from that cone or cylinder to make, like, rooms. Yeah, like a city. And it's all, like crosswalks across Mm -hmm. as you go down floors and this long explanation Mm -hmm. just to say that during the battle i'm pretty sure they ruined like a lot of those crosswalks and i don't know how you would fix that yeah it's an easy fix honey you just gotta become a civil engineer (laughs) you just gotta you go to school for a good couple of years and you become a civil engineer and that's who fixes those bridges. That's why we have so many civil engineers, because we know the future is down <laughs> <laughs> and, and needs some engineering. So do you think Zion has civil engineers then? Because Clearly. The future? Clearly. And that's what we're actually training for right now Clearly. is the inevitable future? Clearly. Okay. Clearly. So they're good on that front. Clearly. But is it frugal? Clearly. All right. Civil engineers, frugal. frugal. You heard it here, folks. We got we got Gary Busey and the Civil Engine. That's a fucking dope ass band name. <laughs> What's up, everybody? We're Gary Busey and the Civil Engineers. What's your three for? Now I really that's a really good band name. That's a very good band name. But none of you are Gary Busey or any of you Civil Engineers. No. 
<laughs> no to both of those no things. No to both of those things. But we piqued your interest with a weird band name. What kind of music would it be? I don't think it'd be punk. I feel like it'd be like weird folk music. You know? When mm. it's like, I like to draw dinosaurs, dinosaurs, dinosaurs in my notebook, and that's how I knew I'm a man. <laughs> you heard it here, folks. Gary Busey and the Civil Engineers' first song, first track, first demo. Yep. I, I like to draw dinosaurs <laughs> because I'm a man. <laughs> Men draw dinosaurs. Oh my god. Never knew it till I drew a stegosaurus. I'm a man. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, everybody. We're Gary Busey, the civil engineers. We don't give a lot of gigs. <laughs> we're specific. We sound like we're written for children, but we sign off every song with a fuck. <laughs> I also like to imagine they bring that like pop punky or metally energy to the like of like what's up everybody we're gary Busey and the civil engineers one two three four and then it's like a nice acoustic ballad I draw dinosaurs and make sure that they have a living wage they make more than make room for a mosh pit everybody they make more than <laughs> 725 CEOs profits have gone up by four thousand percent. Yet we see no political. increase. Yeah, they're also pretty political. <laughs> in minimal wage in over four years or something. Or something. <laughs> something egregious. Any number you put in there seems pretty bad. Yeah. Yeah. They're also like not informed politically. <laughs> they're like, sure Look, I know it's a problem, but I can't actually give you the concrete details. Most other races are oppressed than white. I'm not sure which all they are, but they're oppressed. <laughs> Probably all of them. Except but I can't tell you for sure. Can't be for certain. Because we're white and don't want to speak on others' behalf. That would be wrong. We got to work on the melodies. They're all very, like, <laughs> the same. I keep going towards country. I know. Problem, too. Yeah, let's be, like, political country. Oh, my God. Ignorant political country, <laughs> but <Yeah>. left. <laughs> <laughs> Form a union and pay. <laughs> For my union and pay. I feel like the the demographics for that kind of band would be like huge. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it'd be so big. It'd be like two people. It would be very huge. Yeah. Just like, come on, Amazon, <laughs> let them form a union. Well, no, you ain't treating the workers right. And I bought this mic from you. Thank you. <laughs> oh my God. All right, it's great. Well, we've solidified that. I think that means that it's a frugal. We've said one thing. I think that means it's frugal, though. Think of all the machines they broke. But think of all the machines. Families. <laughs> I started. I started that sentence, and I didn't didn't have anywhere to go with it. They, they build themselves, though. You can know? I can I tell you something actually that I think does make this frugal? Sure. So 
what actually stops is not the fighting and the physical destruction in the real world. Mm -hmm. That only stops when they broker peace Mm -hmm. by not doing destructive violence in a lasting setting. Right. It comes down to two men duking it out in a way that does not lose any money. It's true. However, I would say filming a fight scene in the rain, probably pretty expensive. Yeah, that is true. Yeah. but Especially with all that lightning. <clears throat> all that lightning. Very, very frightening me. Galileo, Galileo. I still think it's a brutal movie, though. Yeah. Yeah. Is there any other thing you want to talk about the Matrix? I think that overall, I think the Matrix is a frugal trilogy. I think so. I think just the whole setup of it with the Matrix lends itself to being frugal. Yeah. And um, the robots are frugal with human lives. (laughs) The humans are frugal because they have to be to survive. And then all of, frugal does. all of their not frugal activities happen in the matrix where there's no consequences in real frugality. Do you, do you think Gary Busey would be on our show? Like if we called him up? Yeah. If we like hired him, do you think? I mean, Oh like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, if we hired, if we hired him. him, but like, I mean, I mean, maybe if it was like, you know, we could forego money somehow. And like, do you think he would appreciate, are we being mean to Gary Busey? We've said his name a lot podcast oh you're saying like do you think he'd be mad at us using him as like the mascot for frugality yeah i don't want to speak ill of the guy i don't and like it was brought up because i was once told it was very cheap to hire him right and you know maybe he doesn't like that info out there i don't know i'd be kind of like offended if somebody was like we talk about you all the time because you're really cheap like it's just But we mean it as a good thing here, but it's still like kind of a hard. Do you want to sell. try to get in touch with him and ask? Maybe, yeah. What if what if we did approach it like that? Like, look, you know, we started this podcast, and you know, I was told once that basically you were in our price range, <laughs> <laughs> which is not much. So it's a film about frugality and. I've only been told how much a famous person costs to hire once. And it was you, Mr. Busey. I don't know if that's true or not. And like, I respect it. Like I see it as like, you know, love of the game, you know, love I don't remember what all we said about Gary Busey. Now I'm trying to look back. I was like, maybe we weren't so kind in our early. No, I feel like we called him like a God. Yeah. I mean, but like, it's kind of poking fun. Of said frugal god, is it? I mean, it, yeah, it feels. You know what? We'll we'll circle back to this. Don't worry about it. We'll either circle back with Gary or ourselves and and, and figure that out. Yeah, I feel like we do need to get in touch with him. Which yeah. th- that's going to be tricky because it probably means we're going to have to get in touch with like his manager or something. Probably, I would be so nervous to have a conversation with any famous person on this show, but I guess just in general, but I would absolutely do it. I forgot the name of the guy that I couldn't think of his name. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> I would never remember it. Cause I never knew him in the first place. Well, but we watched a movie because of him. Yeah. Well, beans, hold on. I, will you thank some people while I look up who that is again? 
Because we could also get him on the show is what I was thinking. Oh, that'd be so much fun. Yes, I would love to thank some people. First off, thank you so much for listening. We appreciate you tuning in and listening to our shenanigans and me struggle over words. I also want to thank the Lounge Kittens for the use of their cover of Dirty Deeds that we use at various points in our show. I'd also like to thank Sarah Anastasia for her artwork that we commissioned for our podcast thumbnail. So if you want to look at more of their work or the Lounge Kittens, we have links in the episode descriptions. Joel Murray. What was the movie he was in? God Bless America. God Bless America. God, that was haunting. I for, See, because I forgot that dude's name. I forgot the movie's name. But I think about that movie frequently. Yeah, it's a thought-provoking film. You can also become our bargainer if you leave us a review somewhere. I don't know. You can do it anywhere you'd like. Uh, just like our bargainer, BAJ51012. Thank you, Baj. We greatly appreciate it. We'll read your name each week. Talk about you, immortalize you um, in this format. Until the next one comes along, at least. That's very true. And then, but this episode always stands. You'll always have the episode where your name was said. And then you can be like, look, I'm on a podcast. Unless you only get into an episode that we later have to cancel because we've been canceled because we made a liberal country folk band that was ill-informed, political-driven. Again, I don't want them to be offensive. Like, I just want no, them... No, 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 no. I'm just saying, what if we got canceled for that? Could happen. I don't know. What if Gary Busey canceled us? Oh, man, that would be rough. Uh, dude, think about the merch, though. Like, <laughs> I mean, we would have to, we'd have to get creative. I don't know how. You can't really use his likeness, I feel like. What if all proceeds would go to Gary Busey, though? The, the Gary Busey Foundation. That might be a thing. Oh, my God. Thank you, everybody, for listening. We'll be back next Wednesday to talk about maybe Gary Busey some more. Who knows? Maybe we'll watch a Gary Busey movie tonight. That would be kind of fun. I feel like we have to now. I don't want to. <laughs> <laughs> we really do love you, Mr. Busey. I don't want to watch it. Thank you, everybody, for listening. My name is Brandon. My name is Donna. Pinch those pennies. And stay frugal. Pineapples. Will. Research. Continually. Until. The. End. Of. Lint. In. (laughs) Wait. My. Fortieth. Birthday. <laughs> yeah. I feel like that one needs deconstruction. Because I meant like towards the end of Lent, like the the religious celebration. Yeah, but this particular Lent that we're discussing is the one that happens on your 40th, on your 40th birthday. All right.